You're listening to the Feral House Podcast, Episode 2. Hi, Feral Friends. Today, we're talking to Alana Freeland, who is the author of a number of Feral House books, most recently, Under an Ionized Sky. And that's a sequel to her 2014 book, Chemtrails. Alana is going to talk to us today about her life, her research, and some of the information that is contained in those books. Hi, Alana. How are you? Hi, Christina. I'm fine. So tell me how your original first book for Feral House, Chemtrails, came to be. Yeah, the um, the title, even though it's really a mouthful, is actually Chemtrails, Harp, and the Full Spectrum Dominance of Planet Earth. It's important to have all three because um, even I, years ago when I first started researching uh, all of this, for some other books I was writ- writing that were not associated with Feral House, uh, I I had the two separate files for Chemtrails, one for Chemtrails, one for Harp, and uh, it it took me a while to realize, oh my gosh, they're totally connected. So uh, that's uh, that's why the title is that. And I don't know if you know this, but it's really Adam Parfrey who asked me to write the Chemtrails Harp book. And um, he just asked if I thought I could write it, and I, I was friends with uh, one of the primaries in the anti-chemtrails movement, so I definitely thought I could write it, and so I started, and it was all because of Adam. For someone who may not be as familiar with the work, can you define some terms for us? What does chemtrails mean? Well, chemtrails is it, it's a good question because it's been uh, battered around in the mainstream media that now a lot of us are familiar is actually false news uh, because it was used as a, a sort of conspiracy tinfoil hat term to malign or at least uh, disinform people about the people that were criticizing the change in the sky overhead. And the change that everybody was seeing seemed to be coming from jets in these long trails of what some people still call uh, contrails, which means condensation trails, but those trails of just water vapor and ice crystals at a certain altitude, those are long gone. And uh, what's happening in the skies now in commercial, from commercial and military jets is uh, a chemical trail uh, filled with nanoparticles uh, in various chemical configurations of aluminum, barium, strontium, uh, titanium, many, many lithium, uh, and and those nanoparticles that are being laid up in the stratosphere or the top of our troposphere are falling down, 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 and we're breathing them. And you can correlate the health problems uh, and the the definite uh, degradation of American health 
with uh, the onslaught two decades ago of this program that is distributing what are known as chemtrails. And the word chemtrails, where did we get it? Hey, we borrowed it from the U.S. Air Force uh, Academy manual. They're the ones who, in 1990 who had the term, uh, and it was also in the executive summary of the HARP project, which is the uh, high-altitude uh, aurora research project up in Gakona, Alaska. Um, they had it in their executive summary. They called it chemtrail. So, so it's really ironic that it was turned into a, uh, a, a sort of negative term for kooky people who had the nerve to be observant of a very different sky uh it really the term started with the military now you mentioned the word harp as well and that is part of the longer title of your first book what is harp well that's the high altitude active rural research project uh i'm sorry the high frequency active rural research project up in alaska it, it became very famous uh, as a term and, and as a conspiracy, uh, conspiracy theorist uh, objective to find out about it through the book of uh, Dr. Nick Begich and uh, Gene Manning back in 1995 called Angels Don't Play This Harp. And um, that, that is an ionospheric heater. It's a huge uh, acreage filled with phased array antennas that uh, uh, were, were used and still can be used uh, to zap the ionosphere uh, far up in space and um, activate electrons uh, and turn them into ions uh, in the uh, ionosphere and then bring those down uh, into our lower atmosphere to basically turn our entire atmosphere into an antenna. And that correlates with the release of all the cell phones and the, all the wireless gugaws uh, that Americans seem to not be able to do without for their convenience and comfort and entertainment uh, in, a, in a wireless world that we now live in. And so those are connected as well. The wireless world we live in is actually connected to those ionospheric heaters like HARP, because there are many more than just that one in Alaska. There are hundreds now, and they're mobile and they're smaller. And they're very powerful because they basically are zapping the heavy metals falling from those chemical trails that are in a nanoparticle form. They're zapping them to activate them and use their particulate matter for weather warfare, weather modification, uh, electromagnetic operations that are military in nature. I mean, it's all connected, and that's what this latest book really spells out is how all this is connected and how it spells uh, not just um, an increase in cancer uh, from non-ionized radiation, but it also uh, is about uh, what I call the space fence lockdown. Now, interestingly, I you know I'm from Wisconsin, and I remember you know in the late '70s there was initial protest uh, in northern Wisconsin the installation of what was called ELF, the extremely low frequency systems. Is that related? Oh yes, very much so. 
Yeah, you lived right up there uh, where they they did uh, under under another military project name uh, set up uh, the uh, elf, um, and they were they were phased array antennas. But as I recall, uh, didn't people protest so much that the Navy and it was the Navy they eventually had to move it. There were huge protests at the time, um, and though the Navy said that they weren't going to do it on the shores of Lake Superior, it's my understanding that they just kind of went ahead and did it. <laughs> so, Yeah, they moved it. As I recall, they moved it from Wisconsin to Upper Michigan. Right, or... so those, land, those two land masses are connected, so essentially they moved it, you know, about 100 miles east over the border. Yes, and and it it was uh, the second phase, the first phase of all this uh, ELF, uh, extra low frequency uh, research done by the Navy and the Air Force primarily. Uh, really, the, the first phase was the woodpecker, the Russian woodpecker, you may recall, uh, in the late 70s uh, when uh, they had... It's all Tesla technology, and Russia had their own installations uh, that they were zapping, um, actually, Oregon, uh, Eugene, Oregon, uh, with that instrument and uh, forcing uh, all sorts of health issues and uh, and and then of course uh, suicide ideation um, and recently we had another uh, news item on that remember what happened at the uh, American embassy in Cuba absolutely yeah it's still theoretically unknown as to what was causing all the problems at that embassy yeah you always you always see those words mysterious strange uh, and that means you're you're now in a disinformation platform because somebody certainly knows and it's not mysterious and it's not strange but they're not talking and that's what happened in Cuba in Cuba I think it was more infrasound uh, than uh, anything like uh, ELFs in the way you would think of being zapped uh, but uh, same technology I mean this is this is directed energy weapon technology all of it all of it the ionosphere heaters the chemtrails are simply uh, essential and they're flying every day they're still doing it they're going to keep doing it uh, in order to fill the atmosphere with conductive nanoparticles of metal so that they can do all these uh, ELF type operations now I mean the question just begs to be answered why why is our own government why are the scientists doing this type of work well, for global uh, dominance, what I call in the first book and the second, full-spectrum dominance, that's actually a military doctrine of full-spectrum dominance. And what they want to dominate, besides all of society now, for, for another reason, is they want to dominate the electromagnetic spectrum. This is going to history is going to look at our era as the uh, beginning in the last 50 years of the, an electromagnetic era. The the uh, really sad part is that um, people are not being informed of this because they are experimenting at uh, at all levels with this technology, uh, and um, and a lot of it is ionized. So we know we know gamma rays produce cancer you know we had the manhattan project so we know we know how ionized radiation produces cancer but 
But people don't really know how non-ionized radiation does, too, just over a longer period of time, like the cell phones. I mean, it's like carrying your own weapon system around with you. I mean, I, I don't own one. I, I, don't want, I don't know anything about them, and I don't want to know anything about them because uh, I always jokingly tell people I'm not important enough for someone to know where I am 24-7. But really, I don't, I don't want to carry uh, a military weapon around with me by which I'm being pulsed and my emotions are being uh, uh, manipulated. That's that's what's going on. I don't know if you've noticed, but the people who are uh, addicted to their cell phones, like, like many young people, uh, something's going on with them, and it's not just that it's it's uh, fascinating and, and attractive. They're, they are being pulsed because this atmosphere that we're now breathing is ionized all the time, it, which means it's um, it's available for wireless operations of the most sophisticated technology. So, you know, people are not being told, and that's why I write these books, uh, even though I know this is an era where hardly anyone reads. Uh, they're just used to little sound bites uh, and used to uh, calling their emotional uh, uh, way of looking at things thinking, uh, which is not thinking. So uh, I'm writing these books for 50 years down the line when when people finally do wake up to what happened now and say, why wasn't anyone writing about this? Because these books that I've written, they're the only ones there are on about the military piece uh, to the geoengineering climate climate change, carbons uh, problem. They're they're the only ones. Right. Uh, And and we're proud to publish them. My question, and again, I'm thinking about what you're saying, and you're giving instances of this long history of military development, of the essentially full-spectrum dominance, of the results which are ill health, you know, long-term cancers potentially, but again, it, I wonder why. What what is the advantage of a full spectrum dominance, and what is the the end goal? Is this just random experimentation to come up and develop with the best possible weapon they can, or is, is there an actual goal in sight? Oh, I think the goal is uh, is definitely um, control over the globe. Uh, this is this is the new world order. This is what they always meant by it. This is what they used to call internationalism, globalization, uh, sustainable development. All those uh, UN buzz terms are all about full spectrum and dominance. And dominance means control. Doesn't just mean uh, you can influence because we are being influenced. No, it means. Uh, control all the way down to your nervous system, my nervous system, and our genetics. So it has to have a transhumanist uh, singularity objective. Uh, These uh, global elites, and they're the ones that I lay this at the door of, even though I talk about the military-industrial intelligence complex. I always use that term, uh, you know, thanks to Eisenhower, but it gives you a sense of, uh, of how big this is and how they are working for um, global elites whose uh, dynastic families for centuries, in some cases, uh, and wealth uh, demand 
a uh, a real control over not just the resources of the planet, but uh, the the entire human um, the entire human consciousness that we have had for thousands, millions of years. Uh, they want to own that too and dominate that too. And now, because we are resonant beings, we we operate off of resonance. Uh, we will resonate with whatever electromagnetic frequency is in our environment and affecting us. That's the problem. So you're carrying a cell phone around probably, and the uh, and you are resonating to the frequencies going over that cell phone. That's how they're going to get into our nervous system. First, by having us inhale and ingest these nanoparticles of heavy metals and, along with them, trillions of sensors that they've released in the stratosphere. We've, we've breathed those in, too, because they're nano scale also. So we have all the, we have all the infrastructure they need to get right into our bodies and brains going past the blood-brain barrier. They can get right in there with their remote instruments. And do what? And control us and turn us into a slave population. I really think the slave population is already being built. I don't think this is futuristic at all. This is happening now. It's just that because people are involved in their lives and they're still, uh, they're still weaning themselves from, uh, the, believing that their authority figures really care about the population, which they don't, uh, people are not paying attention to how these electromagnetic items of, uh, convenience and comfort and entertainment are really, uh, the, the demise of their humanity. That's really what I think. Okay. And that is their objective. I mean, you know, if you're going to dream big and you have big resources and big control over resources and you can run American armies and, and whatever armies you need, well, you know, you're going to have a, a pretty big dream. And, and their dream is uh, full-spectrum dominance over uh, all, of, all of civilization, it seems to me. And now they have the technology that, that I think has been uh, kind of kept from us, uh, or perhaps the atmosphere was not quite ready for it, or uh, or whatever the reason was, they now have it in spades, and uh, and they are utilizing it, and they're still they're still experimenting, yes. But uh, they, they want control over the whole globe. That's right. what they want. Let me ask a question. I'm going to make an analogy, and you can correct me if I'm wrong. But so I'm hearing this, and I'm thinking, what, this behavior, this thing, it sounds very parasitic. You're telling me some of the outcomes are cancers, which of course cause death. So much like every parasite, it needs the host to live. Is this a failure of planning or are they still working out uh, the evolution of these ionized weapons? So I mean, how does a decimation of a population, which is the end result of what you're saying, if they're, they're doing all these things, the people are going to die, how is that beneficial? Oh, they don't care that, that there's a, a high death rate. As we know, depopulation is always on their mind as well because they feel there's too many of us. Uh, so uh, to use us for the experimentation, we're in the transition phase now. 
Uh, and what they want for the future is not a human being like we are now. They want, they want to change that. That's why the 5G is being rolled out in part. 5G is going to be millimeter waves, and millimeter waves are, are, are right there with, uh, with DNA uh, manipulation because our DNA is really nothing more than a little, a little handy antenna that's picking up all kinds of frequencies. And uh, it's, it's their objective to turn us into cyborgs and merge us with machines. And those machines don't have to be in the room with us, like my computer is sitting here, and this phone is here, and my printer is here. This can be uh, remotely done. This can be done from satellite uh, 22,000 miles up. Uh, th this, is, this is the sophistication they have of the machines are now ready to merge with uh, our DNA on a scale by which we would be controlled and would basically be an extension of a large artificial intelligence uh, that was running uh, the infrastructure of, uh, of the planet that they're now, our planet, they're now turning into a machine. Well, you're, uh, we're, you're we're painting, in already. You're painting you know, a it, terrifying it, picture of the future. I really am. I, I'm trying to wake people up. So, of course, we want folks to read your books. We think that uh, education is always a good protection against anything. But what should people do if this is something that's concerning to them? They're hearing you, and they're thinking, what can I do to protect myself from this? Well, the first thing is knowledge. I mean, knowledge is power. Scientia est potentia. Um, I don't mean that uh, it's um, like uh, like getting a degree. I don't mean knowledge like that. I mean knowing your enemy. Uh, we're we're in a spiritual war here for the future of humanity, as far as I'm concerned. Why else am I dedicating years of my life to this? I, I had no idea. I was I had no idea what I was entering when Adam asked me to write that book on chemtrails. I had no idea. I was an innocent. But now I'm not an innocent, and so I, I feel that if people can just get back to reading, it, this is not, you're not going to get this from a video or a soundbite. You're going to have to really understand the technology that is around and that there's no way we can go back. You can't just, like, burn all the cell phones. Uh, you have to go forward, and the first thing is to learn the condition, the real condition, not the pampered old American lifestyle of, uh, of entitlement where, you know, we're taking niobium from, uh, from Africa and uh, children are dying because we're taking the niobia. Uh, we need the niobium for all these uh, video games and cell phones. You know, we have taken resources from around the planet with no thought of the cost to the nations we take them from. We've allowed corporations to rape and pillage this planet. It's time we woke up and really looked at our lifestyles to say, whose backs am I standing on? And what is, what's going to be the blowback because of I've allowed this now for decades? I mean, decades. Uh, and I have, no, I have no sympathy and no pity uh, for people who have to, you know, who choose to listen to me if they really want to fight in this war 
or do they just want to be part of those who are going to be mowed down along with their children and grandchildren? I mean, this is it. This is the crossing point. We're at it. And we're actually a bit past it, so I'm coming in late. But there are a lot of us in this movement, the anti-geoengineering movement, we're calling it now, who are uh, as committed as I am. It's just that I probably understand the military aspect of it much better than most. So you're using the term anti-geoengineering. Uh, are there other aspects besides the uh, the nanotechnology of chemical saturation, of the ionized radiation, the things that you mentioned? Are there other elements to this um master plan? Well, there are other elements that people are pursuing. They're pursuing GMOs as a system of uh, a delivery system as well, along with the jets, along with the sounding rockets. They're spewing lithium over us, and again, on a nanoparticle scale. Um, they they are uh, looking at vaccinations as a delivery system of the same thing. Um, they're looking at uh, the green movement, the so-called green energy movement, such as the wind farms. Uh, they're involved in this because they're pulsing at this. They're calibrated to pulse at the same frequency uh, that all of this other infrastructure I write about in the Under an Ionized Sky book uh, is is uh, is keeping uh, tethered to space operations, uh, artificial intelligence operations uh, that are humming along all around us as they're now inserting the 5G into the infrastructure. Uh, All of this is, you know, most Americans don't study science after high school. I mean, and we're living in a science age. We're living in a technology age. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, our technology is going to end up using us instead of us using our technology. So that's why we really need to study this stuff. I, I agree with I don't you. Know, I don't know a more pleasant way to do it, you know, or play a tape at night while you sleep. I mean, come on. Right. We need to assert our will here. And so how would someone, you know, obviously we want people to read more books, just we want people to read books all the time in general. Feral House is a publishing company. We want you to read books. Uh, We want them to read your books. And again, it goes to what else can someone do or how is there any way to for a a person, you're just regular, say, listener of this broadcast to recognize if they've been affected by these technologies at all? Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Uh, beyond electrosensitivity, which now is, it has actually been accepted as an actual disease in Europe. Europe's way ahead of us here. Here we're controlled by corporations that don't want us to know anything. They just want us to eat fast food and keep keep pouring money into big pharma and the medical industry. Um, people have the electrosensitivity. They have autoimmune conditions. Uh, they have chronic uh, fatigue. Uh, they, Alzheimer's is going through the roof. Uh, autism is going through the roof. All of these are nervous system uh, problems. And nervous system has a big black arrow pointing right at wireless technology. And the wireless technology is connected to what's been, been formed in the atmosphere as an antenna to keep all of this humming along as a giant control uh, mechanism. So, um, yeah, people are having a lot of health issues, and that's really why I think we're getting 
thousands of people are coming uh, onto the internet movement of the anti-geoengineering uh, people because uh, their health is is just shot. And, and they're looking for answers because their doctors don't have any. Well, it's obvious. So, yeah, that, that's that's one of the big uh, red flags that people can look at is are they having health issues uh, that are uh, our, our nervous system, immune system connected, and uh, and medicines and all the rest won't won't do a thing for them. That's what this is from. Wow. Um- it sounds like, um, as you mentioned earlier, when Adam first asked you to write the first book, uh, that you, you yourself, you just used the word you, that you were a bit innocent as to how deep this technology infiltrates everyday lives. How do you see, well, what's next? The Under the Eye and Eye Sky is out now. And what's next? Are you going to continue your research? Well, I am. I'm going to write one more book, and um, and that will be it, unless there's some big surprise for me somewhere. I'll I'll do one more book because it has to be done. And the next book is on synthetic biology, and um, and I see it as the third book in this series that I've written. I didn't know I was writing a series, but I see now how they're all connected. And the final piece is yes to spell out how uh, synthetic biology uh, of the, uh, and that includes optogenetics, it includes uh, neuroengineering, it includes uh, the targeting of thousands, hundreds of thousands of individuals who are the guinea pigs for all this technology that is basically remote control of people's nervous systems. Uh, All of that needs to be tied and tethered together with the space fence of the second book and the chemtrails harp piece of the first book. And and that will be the last one I write. I've already started it. I'm I'm deep into it now. Uh, I hope it'll just take a year to write. Uh, and then, um, yeah, I'll probably be knocking at Adam's door again for that one. Well, we don't want to have to look forward to it, but we do because we appreciate your work. Again, and I appreciate your time today, uh, talking and answering my questions, and I know our listeners are equally grateful. So again, Alana Freeland, uh, Feral House author, and we'll give you more information as to where you can get her book and when you can get it. Thanks, Alana. Thank you, Christina. As mentioned earlier, Alana's books can be purchased directly from us at feralhouse.com. Her new book, Under an Ionized Sky, From Chemtrails to Space Fence Lockdown, is out now. Her first book, Chemtrails, Harp, and the Full Spectrum Dominance of Planet Earth, is also available. We encourage you to pick up both. Hey fiends, thanks for listening to the Feral House podcast. We do this about once a month, talking to Feral House and Process Media writers, as well as members of the extended Feral family. You're part of the family. Let us know if you have any questions or if you have an idea of someone we should talk to. You can send me a note at press at feralhouse.com, P-R-E-S-S at feralhouse.com. 